0: This might get weird. Are we rolling? We're rolling. Cheers, Grace Helbig. Cheers, Amy Hart. You guys were oh. in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Must be 9,000 degrees in the back
1: house. Yeah, the um, like everywhere in the world right yes. now, uh, temperatures are higher than what is tolerable. And so we have moved inside. They are higher than Grace Helbig on a Friday night
0: with a fresh episode of Drag Race.
1: Yeah, they're higher than my shoulders when I'm even a minor amount of nervous about something. Well, because we went to the back house and
0: I used to have an AC unit back there. But when I subletted my place last year, I think they didn't realize how old it is and so they were like um it your ac unit died back here like a wall unit and yeah. i was like well how long were you running it they were like five days i was like well you guys no one lives back there it's tough like i only turn it on when i'm back there and can't stand it so we yeah. got back there for one second and grace was like this is gonna give me a panic attack it's so warm yeah or I fall asleep.
1: I well yeah it's it's both of those it's like the thick non-moving thick. air like when you're on an mm-hmm. airplane and they turn the ac off when they back out of the gate oh it took me a while to realize like that was a normal part of the procedure well, of bec- flying. Because, because your <sighs>
0: mind goes, oh no, am I now stuck in this mm-hmm. warm
1: breath for five hours? Which just yes, yeah, stagnant, mm-hmm. hot, thick air um with tiny windows and i have big limbs so it just is never a comfortable Mm -mm. scenario for me so here we are here we are in my kitchen (laughs) looking like two it's always so strange because even in this back house uh, for those of you that are watching this episode one we're on opposite sides than we normally are oh my god i'm so sorry Uh, apologies watch this in a mirror or something i guess but also that we usually are angled like towards each other yeah. to be like head on talking about a podcast that we're talking to each other about. Now, <laughs> we're, now we're
0: delicious dishing. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm fully seeing you in there. Oh, speaking of mirrors, yes. Watching it in a mirror. I have Have I
1: looked in one recently. No, the answer is no.
0: Oh please, are you kidding me today? I like I truly showered and like got myself together for the first time because I've been in Palm Springs for six days. Yeah, sweating my goddamn tits off. Yeah, it was hilarious. Mm. Is since our AC is so good down there, and I was like, I'm just gonna relax. Of course, I didn't relax, but I was like, I'm gonna
1: bring my sauna bag. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. When you said you were going down to Palm Springs, I was looking at temperatures because I was going in the opposite direction to Santa Barbara, and I was like, it's 116 yeah. average for the week down there, uh, and you're voluntarily going down there. Look, Whew, I mean, I, you run the AC like the people that subletted your back house. Ran yeah, the AC. Yeah. I hope it's better. I hope it's good there. No, it's
0: one of those things where you go... Uh, normally... I like warm weather. I, I mm-hmm. you know. You love a sauna bag. I love a sauna bag. I love getting warmed up, then getting cooled off. I like yeah. to constantly be in a state of keeping my body guessing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like never just finding the correct temperature. But even then, I went outside and I'd be out there for like 20 seconds. I got in the pool once for like 10 minutes. Yeah. In a
1: week. Our pool uh, has what I always thought was like, oh, this is such an incredible feature. It has a heater that's necessary like when you have a 70 degrees yeah but now it's no it's impossible doesn't have a cooler. oh okay so mirrors yeah. so one of the things i watched while
0: i was down there is this hbo show about julia child okay who you know is near and dear to my heart because yes. of the epic rap battle yes you played julia child hello and you nailed
1: the accent hello though. um i played juliet you played julia,
0: julia! <laughs> oh my god they should do romeo and julia Radio. <laughs> you can't can't
1: <laughs> no, you nailed I it. I can't do it.
0: Um, but anyway, I was watching her show and it is about like literally the first season of Julia Child's TV is show. Is this the competition show? No, no, no. This is l- a scripted show of, like Niles from Frasier plays her husband. OK. Like it's about how she was a cookbook host and how right. she became a television host. OK, OK. I'm not cookbook host, cookbook author. It's really good. And you know me, I like like
1: food porn stuff. So yeah. anything
0: about food. So anyway, it's, re- I, I know what you're talking about. The yeah, Julia Child Journey Challenge. The Julia
1: Child Challenge, which I saw, um, uh, just passing through TV the other day. And I was like, what the hell is this? it anyway. didn't grab me. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting because they're showing like,
0: she was kind of the first cooking show. So mm. they didn't know how to do stuff. So they were trying to figure out like, how do we, how can we see her cook? Like, yeah. they didn't have like cranes and things right. like that. And seeing like, when they realized that they could put mirrors above her cooking station
1: and then, and then they film can just up? film that. Whoa. And I was like, whoa. I never, Someone, whoa. Someone was into pornography on that That's set. That's what I <laughs> Yes, was, ma'am. I'd like to offer an idea um just hit me out of the blue yeah. what if we put mirrors on the ceiling and you can see what's happening horizontally down below uh, this is gonna <laughs> sound crazy
0: but what if we shot this tv show at the uh, lover's motel on route 92 <laughs> sorry i i saw that and i was like oh. so I, I had been watching it and the thing is is i love to watch the show and i love uh, all of that but mm-hmm. french cooking is she french no but she spent her husband was a diplomat a french diplomat like a French, okay. <laughs> a, di- a diplomat that was stationed in- or, international, or whatever in, yeah. in france so okay. she was there and she learned to cook and that's when she wrote like the french cookbook gotcha and all that stuff so anyway but french food in it of
1: itself is just like so meat heavy and stuff it's like they're they're in innards and yeah sweet breads and stuff and they're You know, reserving the judgment of the people that think that that's stupid to do. Like, they, I feel like, are like, we, they're so resolute to Uh me uh, in everything that they do. They're very, uh, they make me very intimidated. I was looking at menus last night because I, (laughs) Every single night, they're everything. Well, that's
0: what I'm saying. Last night, so every single night in Palm (laughs) Springs, idiots talk about (laughs) international cuisine. This really (laughs) is the delicious dish right now. They're Um, into snails, and it's intimidating. It's gross. (gasps) Um, No, I was looking up menus last night, as I, as I'm known to do, Mm -hmm. because I was like, I should take myself out to dinner. I stayed. I stayed in every single night. And the just, idea of
1: walking out it, the front door it into was 117 wow. degrees, and I know the UK is dealing with astronomical temperatures yes. right now, which is like very hard to process. Not, yeah,
0: like Palm Springs is prepped yeah. for that kind of heat. But anyway, I was looking at menus, and I and there was this French restaurant, and I was like, I of course 117 degrees. I'm like, I could get down on some French onion soup. But you're out d- of your mind. <laughs> no, that's but I'd be eating indoors. <laughs> so then. But one of the appetizers I saw was escargot, but it said nine imported snails, nine, but the imported snails is what, what got me. Okay. Like, do we not, are, are French snails different species than American snails? There is a possibility. Well, there's I this. I thought the preparation is what made it escargot, as like French fries are still American potatoes. Yeah, I, also, honestly, I don't
1: know because there is this West African snail that is illegal. Oh my God, he's going off in Florida. So I have <laughs> I talked about. Uh, yeah, and the crazy thing is, have I talked on the podcast about this bug heist documentary that I watched with LA? I think you mentioned, well, if you didn't mention it on the podcast, you mentioned it to me in friendship. Yeah, bug out. I think I texted all the people that I love about this. Like I think Well, then I, I'm going to
0: text our, I'm going to no, see no, it no. our thread,
1: because you said that pretty I'm, resolutely. I'm pretty sure I texted you, <laughs> my younger brother, Tim, and my mother and father about this, <laughs> and... And then I was curious oh, yeah. as to whether I could remember if I said it here. There is this docuseries series called "Bug Out." We yes. Elliot and I watched it on Amazon because I, I think like it's have. free on um like it's a freebie video or something that's part of Amazon right. Prime when you go and look up videos on there. He just came across it because they were doing like the tit for tat, you choose something, I choose something. That's he found love. This. That's, that's a
0: couple who's trust Sometimes each other. it doesn't work
1: out. Uh, great. Um, but this worked out. He chose this because it's based on um, this insectarium uh, that was in Philadelphia, which I had never heard of. It's called the Philadelphia Insectarium. And it's about this bug (laughs) heist where up to $50,000 worth of insects were stolen. Holy shit! From the insectorium. And it made, you know, it made like local news. And then because it's absurd, it made international news. It made all this crazy news. Where the hell was I? And this, I know. the the, The whole time I'm watching this, it's four episodes. And the whole time I'm watching this, I'm going, how did i miss this how this is my this? kind of scandal and i'm not gonna Don't tell anyone that anything that happens but it was as someone that loves and prides themselves on being a bit too neurotic about understanding and trying to predict what happens in a story whether mm-hmm. it's you know uh fiction or nonfiction. Mm-hmm. i l- could not wow predict what was going to happen next for four Episodes. Let me ask I you this. I was screaming on my couch. Let me ask you this. Yeah.
0: what, what What's the most expensive
1: bug? Is so it, one of it? the major ones was this African snail that was... But now they're running rampant in Florida. Well, they found out They that captured a thousand of them. This, this whole documentary taught me about the underworld bug trade which is like a black market bug trading wow. situation and like wow. all of these different conventions that all these people have like literally in their trunks just like packages of bugs but what do you do Everywhere. with the bugs are they pets i understand it's anyone like will a, pay a bunch of money just for scarcity but like are they dead bugs that are framed some, or are they live bugs both there are both and and they are it's this idea of like collector's idea. And then the idea that like some of them are so rare yeah. that people want them just because of their rarity. rarity. And that's like it, that it's not necessarily that they love this thing. They just love that no one else can have this thing. I mean, that I feel and like that speaks that's to a psychological that's jewelry, whatever. That's like even like wait, shit like with diamonds. I'm art, like, I don't give a fuck. I'd never even wear that. But that's like the art world. And yeah, so that's true. I will tell you. Oh, no. There is no way I, I plead I encourage everyone to watch this documentary. She's bugging out. I am bugging out on bug out <laughs> because the ending I could never have predicted. Could never have predicted. I So I can't speak about it enough. However, it's like one of those document uh documentary series that looks like it was shot in like the early nineties. Yeah. But it's not. Uh is it square. No, it's okay. not. But like some of like it's just like these people stumbled onto this story that just kept unfolding itself as they learned more about it. Mm. And so like it's not Netflix level production value. Right. That's okay. That's okay. But it doesn't matter. The uh, the the characters and the actual like plot and the absolute absurdity okay. of this entire environment. Uh, she said blew it, my mind. folks. She said it, folks.
0: Inner peace is Overrated. Just kidding. But you know what's better? Making it to level 1000 in Best Fiends. That, my friends, is what true satisfaction really feels like. Y'all know I love Best Fiends. You know I actively play it. You know I think it's the cutest game ever. But most of all, I love it because it's always changing. I never get bored. There's so many different puzzles, there's so many different levels, and every Win brings new challenges and thousands of puzzles to play. You collect your fiends, which are like these little, um, I don't know, little bugs, creatures. My favorite one is this little guy, Pop, and he is an axolotty. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but I do know he's the cutest little guy, and all I want to do is upgrade him. I feel like I need to do right by little Pop. You get these little creatures, you upgrade them, and then you use them by playing games and puzzles to defeat the slugs. Sure, this might sound like I am talking out of my ass, but really I am talking passionately about a game I love to play. Here's the good part about it. You also can play it when you're stuck without Wi-Fi, okay? I'm about to fly to Mexico on Thursday. I don't know if there's gonna be Wi-Fi on the plane. You know what I do know? I do know that me and Pop are gonna be hanging out and I am going to be defeating some slugs from 30,000 feet in the air. New in-game events are added all the time. Every time I open Best Fiends, it's like a whole new theme. Right now it's under the seas or something like that. So it's very cute and nautical. With thousands of levels, there's always more to play. So go ahead and let enough never be enough. Let inner peace come from defeating those slugs. So download Best Fiends for free from the App Store or Google Play. Plus, earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach only level 5, guys. You can totally do that. I'm on level, I think, like 213 or something. I love it. That's Best Fiends, friends without the R. Best
1: Fiends. You order from DoorDash but wish that you didn't have to pay delivery fees? Well, dreams do come true. During Summer of Dash Pass, you can save money and enjoy new members-only offers every week on top of $0 delivery fees all year round. Say hello to Summer Savings during the Summer of Dash Pass from DoorDash. Forgive me if I flubbed... <laughs> <laughs> this is a mouthful. With $0 delivery fees, exclusive items, and more than 25,000 members only offers nationwide, Dash Pass by DoorDash has everything you need to make your summer memorable. With your Dash Pass by DoorDash membership, you can save an average of $4 to $5 on every order you place for delivery or pickup. That means, on average, Dash Pass pays for itself when you order just twice a month with members-only offers and items dropping every week. You'll have everything you need to make the most of your summer right at your fingertips. Shine bright during DoorDash's summer of Dash Pass and get 50% off your first order up to $15 value. Uh, Use promo code TMGW2022 at checkout when you spend $12 or more. That's 50% off your first order up to $15 In value when you sign up for DoorDash during summer of Dash Pass using promo code TMGW2022. Don't forget that's code TMGW2022 for 50% off your first order, up to $15 in value. Dash Pass benefits only on eligible orders that meet the minimum subtotal. Terms apply. Okay, Uh, the last thing I'll say about TV, real quick, because this has
0: just become our TV (laughs) podcast, so, hey guys. We've face forward one episode. Um, is, so, on Friday night, our friend Steve and Soren came down to Palm Springs, and so it was like, oh, humans to talk to. Yes. I've only talked to this dog for three days, um, and we watched Drag Race All-Stars. Amazing episode. But then, after that, we watched the premiere of this new season of Canada's Drag Race. Oh, I haven't seen it. But Grace watching all stars all winners were spoiled and then watching the first episode i was and i was and i was very stoned yeah i was like i felt like no Impossible. no shade no tea to these to the this new class of canadian drag stars i was like yes. it felt like a parody i yeah. was like i feel like i'm watching season two
1: yeah of, like, drag... Like, I expected it to be in the square. I was just talking to... It's t- wild. My brother, Tim, about this yesterday on the phone um, that I was like, have you watched the most recent episode? It's... The roast was so... It, like, I love... So good. Every, I The reason I love this season is The that reason for the season. Every... Challenge, you know that even if someone yes. fucks up, it's fine. They're going to get it back together it's so easily. And you yeah. don't have to worry about watching Thank a car accident. Thank you.
0: This is the first season I've watched since it's. Uh, and if, for those of you who don't watch Drag Race, first of all, I I commend, you. <laughs> well, I commend you for listening to our podcast and getting through how often we talk about it because it's the best program. Yeah, but it is. it's only people who've won a previous season. So it's only all winners,
1: elite, all stars, all winners. Elite,
0: elite. The. The exact same emotion I have, Grace, because I'm watching it and I'm like, why is this so enjoyable? Because I'm not nervous for anyone. No. It's like watching the Olympics and being like, hey, some people are going to lose, but like everyone's going to be cool with it. Yeah. Because everyone knows they're the best.
1: It is so good and their actual like artistry and every, Mm. every, it is too spoiling, like to what you're saying that like, I kept wondering, and I've seen tweets, because my favorite thing now is to look at Twitter after I watch TV shows that I like. I love uh, that that's new to you. Well, because I just, I didn't revel in it, because Twitter to me is like so it dumpster fiery. Yeah. But like for TV stuff, it's like, I love to hear what the popular Every, opinion is. Everyone is
0: funnier than me. I can't.
1: It's the funniest person I've ever experienced. And I'm like, how could I ever craft a joke on the internet when everyone's just doing it so, good. so easily? This season, everyone has been like, how can I possibly go back to watching Regular, uh, regular drag race.
0: Drag race like uh, one who's crusty around the edges. I know. It's really Be crazy. careful what you wish for. It truly is. I feel like now it's like, oh, you're going to have the greatest sex of your life. Yeah. And then... And then, and then you're going to date uh, around
1: a little bit. Right. Like, how could I ever date someone
0: after Chip? You know? I've peaked. Ah, I've peaked. You know he listens to this oh, podcast. Of course I do. Oh, my God. Speaking of, this is in the same vein. Okay. okay ready? We got Ooh, a almost
1: dead battery, so
0: let's let's just juice let's, this thing as long as we can. Let's
1: wear it out. Okay.
0: That's what I said. Lots of oh, um So you know how I'll occasionally pick up uh, what I know is a scam call to say take me off yes. your call list and and you've gotten the fuck you i I had a fuck you off and then i had someone call me a bitch and it's always just makes me laugh whatever and it's so funny because i was telling chip about this and he was like i deal with so many assholes i don't have the energy to like will asshole." and i'm like but i don't talk to people for days at a time so i just go in and i'm not looking for a fight so anyway I get a call a couple of days ago, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's North Carolina number that I don't know. Either someone's in the hospital or someone's trying to send me, like, scam me. Okay. So I know I'm about to have an experience. So I answer, and, of course, it's like, you are <laughs> – it's, it's either, like – I don't really get the car warranty ones. I'll just get, like uh, – a... I don't even know what they were trying to tell me that, like, they uh, were See, I don't, I don't answer before. my phone at mm. all unless it's a family member. So <laughs> – literally at all so I answer and I get a pre-recorded thing and it's like stay on the line if you'd like to talk to a representative thing yeah. so then you hear like a, a million people in a room talking mm-hmm. and then and then like hello and I go hi uh, please take me off your uh call list and he goes oh uh I what if I told you I do not have a call list and I just go <laughs> just please don't call my number again and he, and this and he goes I am going to call you again and again Do you know why? And I went, because you're an asshole. And he goes, because I mean, because at this point, I was like, please take me off your call list. Yeah. Well, just please don't call me again. I'm going to call you over and over again. Do you know why? And I said, because
1: you're an asshole. And he goes, oh, really? Because you're a cocksucker lady. (laughs) Amazing. And also terrible. And also what's going on in the world. laughing, hung up, blocked the number. But I was just like,
0: Cause you're a <laughs> cocksucker lady, made wow. me laugh so hard.
1: I'm like from zero to a hundred. These people go. Wow, it makes me wonder if there's I'm not like a, you're a lady. That's it makes me wonder if there's like a game show happening on the other end of the line where Just it's like get someone on the line that's a stranger from America and tell them that they're a cocksucker lady. It was crazy. And it was win like five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> did you hang
0: up and you're like put cocksucker lady on the board? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One point for me. I get an extra long break at lunch. I was just like, how quickly are, is it just a room of people cursing people out once they say, take me out the call list? Because before I've been like, please take me out the call list. Well, fuck you. Like it immediately it, goes it, to the so jugular. What is it? Is it? I a think car? they're saying like, uh yeah, They're, like, pretending that, like, they're the IRS or something. Like, it's one of those kind of things. So it's a scammer situation. It's a scammer situation through and through. It's an outsourced room of people, like, trying to get your credit card or your Social Security or whatever it is. But I'm just like... Man, the ones that come in from these 704 numbers in North Carolina, they may, they go for it. But so I'll, I was laughing all day. I was like, well, I'm a cocksucker lady. Coxsucker I was lady. like, well, thanks for putting lady at the end. Yeah. I would have just gone for cocksucker. I don't but see
1: no lies detected here. But no. <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm in a good relationship right now. <laughs> I guess I need to put tape over the camera on my computer. OK, but enough about th- this cocksucker lady right here. How was your school event? Oh man, yeah. Uh, wow, to go from cocksucker lady to uh, my graduate program—you know, uh, there are stranger things. It was, it was really great. Um, so this weekend, yeah, I talked about it last week. We that talked I was about prepping. setting it up, and you were getting all the props and your yeah, presentation. Yeah, I had about five or six costume changes. Um, you were. Drug Race All Stars, yeah, only winners. And, well, that's the thing is, I did reveals. I wore, Stop. I wore five onesies on top of themselves. So and you I, walked in there like the kid from Christmas Story. I walked in like I, yeah, had hadn't had a drink of water and only eaten salt for uh, weeks at a time, just bloated everywhere. Everyone was like, and "Man, Grace was." skinnier yep. back when she did the, the internet She must stuff. have just done some push-ups in the back <laughs> to get ready for this presentation. and fronds. Yeah, basically that. Um And it was so, it worked out really well. I was writing it up until like the, you know, like our shows, like oh, nice. the minute before. Um, but like this actually had importance besides entertaining. Yeah, this had to be, at least for me, this had to be uh, as entertaining as it was academic. And I think it, it. I got a lot of really incredible feedback on it, which was so great. My one, um, c- the co-chair of our entire program is this um, ap- like incredible uh, British woman um, named Susan Rowland, but she, she's just like, you know, has had to work her way up in this world of depth psychology for so long. Um, she was teaching our class all day and then had to like go back home that night when we were doing like I didn't present to like Friday night at like eight o'clock. That's or something like where that. the
0: anxiety becomes, because yeah. even when we get like. To a town I hate landing And going to the theater But there's yeah. But there's something About spending the night And then the whole next day Going Can we just do this show yeah. Already
1: Well I had A different class That entire day So you had to learn stuff So I was sitting in class And doing like Learning group, group work and learning Oh hell no Yeah for hours And then And then finally Got into the presentations But she's this woman That is this like Incredible person In the field And it's like Had to fight for her Like um you know Thoughts to be out there But she is hilarious honestly um, blunt about things and okay. she had left for the day and then went on Zoom and watched my presentation on Zoom um, which is a bit difficult because the camera angle is like I was thinking about yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the people in the room. You uh, were playing for the roo- for yeah. the live crowd. And Elliot watched on Zoom uh, which was great so he got to give me a little bit more feedback but she was telling me that She was like you put yourself out there. The presentation was scary. Uh, she said scary? <laughs> which is a huge compliment because she is notorious for in the best of intentions, telling someone that they're wrong about something in their presentation. And so she is, as soon she popped onto Zoom and was like literally laying in bed after I had just had her in class in person all day long that I was like, Susan, this suddenly got incredibly intimate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, but she's an older woman. Like she went home for the night, but is still engaging with everyone's presentations okay. and giving feedback. Yeah. And, and I, I think I did something a little bit out of, the, out of the box than what um, other people were doing, but it spoke to, I, I, talked about persona and my experience on the internet. And it didn't get filmed. However, uh, thank you to Anya, one of my classmates, who filmed a couple snippets that I will put up on our Patreon. Oh, shit. Um, They're a little. Fuck yeah. They're wildly out of context. But if you know the context that I'm talking about depth psychology and the struggle of persona versus self and that sort of thing, it's a weird thing to contextualize it with. But this just became the smartest episode of our (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Uh, You've just said bigger words than we've used in four years on this podcast. Podcast. Still totally infused with the absolute most pure quality of what our shows are, which silly. is silly and ridiculous and a little like, what the hell is going on? I want to know why she said scary. Because I, she's used to an academic setting where someone's doing a PowerPoint presentation. So she was. And I said, hey, I'm not dressed well enough for this. Let me take off my boxing costume. And then I hit a final countdown cue and I took off the <laughs> boxing costume and I had what you and Hannah and I wore as a tuxedo. A onesie on, and I said, "Okay, now let me give you my a uh, brief overview of how I ended up here." And then <laughs> I took that off and had three or four different onesies underneath of that. So, so for her coming from an academic setting, that's very confronting and scary. So it was scary because she had like she couldn't relax into it. it was and also so, she's watching from, amazing. but she was watching from in the room. It may obviously like being in the room for our live shows. It is more makes more sense to she watch it you're
0: about to be naked under that last one. She
1: appreciated that I threw myself fully into the presentation. which and is Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I say in the beginning <laughs> that this whole bit is an excuse for me to buy props and bits for this presentation. But it was wonderful. It was just um, being up at school this whole weekend was like living in this, you know, very uh, disconnected bubble from everything yeah. else. I stayed on campus this time with everyone. And it was like our all of our graduate weekends. So it was just... An emotional time of hearing all these incredibly creative people kind of pour their heart and soul into a 20 minute presentation about their experience that I realized, like, you know, I only got to see a fraction of on Mm -hmm. the sidelines this whole time. So I feel like I've been just in an uh, emotional hangover
0: for two mm, days
1: and mm. as someone that doesn't really exist emotionally right with people so effortlessly like that it was a like lot it, you couldn't help but be emotional there yeah. so and it felt very safe to be emotional there so if any of my cohort is listening to this podcast you're absolutely all incredible wow. and it was a great weekend um but that said it's very hard to like reacclimate to yeah. a regular life i haven't been wanting to check my email all day today um but i've been looking up some funny stories to talk about with that with with you know how incredible that's been uh,
0: and how immersed you were did you hear about arnold schwarzenegger farting in the literally
1: just (laughs) saw that the last two minutes before we turned this freaking camera on that i said I saw, so someone said Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, intentionally farted in her face. Here's the and deal. Said, that's a headline that I'm intrigued about. Click, it's, click. It's
0: Miriam Margolis, yeah. who I guess is also in Harry Potter, but I don't know what she plays. Um, but, I couldn't tell you. But, but essentially, they made a movie together forever ago, uh, 1999. They were in uh, the movie End of Days, and I guess at one point... made it she says i didn't care for him he's a bit too full of himself he farted in my face now i for and now i fart of course i do but i don't fart in people's faces he did it deliberately in my face can you uh she says it wasn't even on film it was on one of the point the pauses i haven't forgiven him for
1: it okay so many questions did this get brought up when it happened in the moment? or was I don't this... know. I don't
0: know all of that.
1: I was reading the article that made it sound like they were in like a fight scene situation or something. He was like on top of her. Hold on. I've no. got another quote you got to read. She said she was laying on the floor and couldn't escape. And it must be like he's trying to save her or something yeah, like, they're like that. In a and scene he let where, one yeah. rip.
0: And she says, and I quote, he was a bit smelly because it was very hot in Mexico and young boys don't make... Themselves fragrant, they don't wash all the bits. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, she said that about. Uh oh, Uh-oh. she said that about Leonardo DiCaprio on the set of oh. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> wait, what? This woman, <laughs> this woman is airing dirty, dirty laundry right so, now. So Arnold <laughs> farted in her face, and then Leonardo DiCaprio had bo. Oh,
1: Leonardo huh? DiCaprio, that DiCaprio. is bo. Wow. And she, you know, once you get to a, now I don't want to say once you get to a certain age, but maybe once you get to a certain brain uh, space that you're just like, I'm going to tell everyone about
0: this. <laughs> well, here's what I say
1: about Arnold. Yeah, exactly. She's like,
0: yeah, I'm retiring. I'm gonna be polite. I'm, com- I'm going to burn every fucking bridge. Fuck it. He but, farted on me. And that one smells. And, and that one smells. <laughs> um, The thing is, is that you're thinking about Arnold, too, like full back in the day action star. You know, he was only eating like boiled eggs.
1: And, oh, my God. And lean meat. So, you know, that fart stunk Because he also he's clenching every muscle in a body that is toned so they, that you don't know is so they said, that can cut, be toned. Said,
0: so as soon as he releases.
1: Oh, my God. The amount you of actual, cut. You just wrapped that butt. You need a, a, a COVID mask on your face to handle it. Oh, my God. That so a-
0: I think it's just so funny to be like, you know what? I'm an octogenarian. I've put in my
1: time. I've been in 50 films. I'm going to tell you who fought it. You know, I'm going to tell you what you want to know, because these people can't continue to live their lives without the public knowing that they fart in people's faces. They fart. He can make videos with his tiny little horses all he wants. We love the tiny donkey, but give me the kicks. But tell me the real story. Is that he farts in faces? What I want to know is like, are more... I love how Are many more news I started on people gonna come forward like did no. Arnold's the new this is a new door that's open because I know that is I this was reading his, is this his George Clooney prank on all the sets? <laughs> I was reading this article on delisted I think you were reading it on CNN. No, oh, no. I was rate? on, like, Variety or something. Oh, okay. I read
0: it... I saw it Still, on Twitter, and I was... It's the fact being that like, it made headline. the
1: rounds as a news source is <laughs> also hilarious about our journalist culture. Everyone's going, you know what? It's a slow news day. Let's talk about Arnold <laughs> farting oh, on a face. I'm also like, did this
0: get more circulation than the fact that he had a child with his housekeeper yeah. 20 years ago and kept it secret? Uh. Like, but no. I want... Fart news, baby. Fart news. Speaking of farts. Uh Uh-huh. So I went, like I said, I only left and ate a meal in a different place like twice in the last week. But I went up to the cute diner at the Ace Hotel, King's Highway. Yeah. And got myself some lunch and, you know, with my laptop. And I'm doing my whole little like, you know, cute Cute hipster moment. Yeah, and I'm eating an Impossible burger, and it's delicious. And then this couple comes and sits down, and you can just tell they're awful. Um, oh, you can just tell they're awful. Okay. Um, but because the waitress comes over and is like, "Oh, can I get you anything?" and he's like, "How how is this uh two palms this palms burger?" Blah blah blah. And she like describes it, and it's what I'm eating, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she goes, and it's on a plant-based patty, and he goes, "Ugh." You know, they market that stuff to be good for you, but it's all a scam. It's not good for you. And she goes, Oh, okay. Well, um. Market what stuff? The fake impossible? Meat. Fake me. Okay. Yeah. And so she goes, Well, we also have just like our regular burger. And he was like, Okay, because I. I'm not going to eat. Who eats the plant? I'm literally chewing. I'm in the next to the table <laughs> beside them. Beside them. And he's like, I don't even see why. Like, And she's like, well, if you like what's on the plant-based burger, we can do a regular burger with the same toppings. Yeah. He goes, as long as it's not a plant-based. I'm, I'm literally I'm like, am I on a hidden
1: camera show? Demma, yeah, are you in a Nathan Fielder <laughs> episode right now that is fucking with your sense of reality? I was like, no one's." Like, I understand if you don't
0: want something, but, like, to speak for... A minute and a half about
1: how you do not like a thing that you're not even planning on ordering. Like but you have options against. Yeah. Like it's not like he's at a state fair where it's like you have this we only have this one thing. Right. Or he's at a wedding where it's like we only have this one meal option like and Like everything upset. tied back to plant, plant. like then she uh. was like
0: do you want fries or a salad with that? And he goes uh, is the salad plant based? She was like <laughs> it is. I was like I mean, I'm trying <laughs> to finish my meal and she comes over she's like how is everything? And I was like it was great and I just pointed at it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like uh, the plant-based
1: patty was delicious. Uh, sir. <laughs> it
0: wow. killed me. I truly
1: thought I was in. What did he what was he the most upset about? He said that that was an unhealthy thing? Yes, he was mad because he thinks
0: that fake meat is really bad for you. And granted, look, worse I probably eating uh, black bean burgers that were 85% cardboard in the late 90s? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think we've made strides. But it was just the fact that he, like, had a vendetta. He was the opposite of PETA sitting yeah. beside me.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's what like are, no one's forcing... What, this what, isn't a vegan restaurant.
0: No one's forcing you to eat a veggie quick, burger. Yeah,
1: quick follow-up question. Yeah. What do you think is good for you? Thank <laughs> like, you. What is your scale of goodness for yourself yeah. and other people? He still got... A double
0: patty cheeseburger and fries, which obviously—god forbid, god forbid—my no. salad and a veggie burger. No, 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 you Satan! <laughs> I want it like so badly. I want it because you know me
1: so badly. I wanted to go. It's actually quite great, but I didn't. No, I see, just I sat be there, there. If I, I had, just sat there and typed, I sat I'd, there and typed. I would have had two martinis and I would have been like, "It's time to talk about." No, no, this. no! I wanted to be like. I, in my head, I was like, "He is so lucky.
0: This is lunch, and I haven't started.
1: <laughs> I haven't started drinking. If we yet. Were three hours from now. Oh, memory would have been. old confrontation, memory. I, I would have gone to the kitchen and been like." Swap them out. Swap them out. I'll give you a
0: hundred fucking dollars. Swap swap them out. out. As
1: long as he has no allergies, swap (laughs) them out. Uh, Oh, man.
0: You know what my problem is with edibles? It's that sometimes, you guys, you get too high. It really can be difficult to control the dose. One minute you're like, sure, I'll take a gummy. And the next minute you're like, well, I need to go the frig home. So that's when you need the perfect medium-high. I hit up my friends at Diet Smoke for their delicious Delta H THC gummies. So, what exactly is Delta H? Delta H is simply a slightly less potent THC. The THC that you're probably most familiar with is Delta 9, and while both are natural to the cannabis plant, Diet Smoke extracts their Delta 8 from hemp. Some may call this a loophole. I call it the secret recipe to getting a smooth, stable, and most importantly, legal high. So, you're probably asking yourself, does Diet Smoke really get you high? Well, of course. The high you get with Diet Smoke is best described as somewhere between the chillness of CBD which, you know, I love. And the classic stone feeling you get with regular weed. Diet smoke isn't light. It's just right. Plus, diet smoke comes in two delicious flavors, blue raspberry and watermelon. Ooh, summer flavors. You know I love raspberries. They're my favorite. And watermelon is just exactly what you want on a chill summer afternoon. But I say Try them both, see what you like the most. Each gummy is infused with 10 milligrams of Delta HTHT derived from American grown hemp. Also, Diet Smoke's Delta H gummies are low in sugar, fat-free, and delicious, and did I mention they are legal. So, when CBD isn't enough and traditional THC is too much, enjoy the smooth buzz of Diet Smoke. Use promo code WEIRD for 20% off your first order. Go to dietsmoke.com and use promo code WEIRD for 20% off your order. That's dietsmoke.com, promo code WEIRD for 20% off your order. Diet Smoke's Delta 8 THC gummies are not for use or sale to people under age 21. Please sh- use responsibly.
1: Food-wise, have you heard this story about Cheddar, the lobster? Oh, he's a very rare lobster, I do believe. Cheddar is an orange lobster mm. that had been rescued, saved, from a red lobster delivery in Florida. I thought you weren't supposed to mixed lobster and cheese.
0: <laughs> um, Nailed it.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, this story but, is like confusing and fascinating to me that this red lobster in hollywood florida got a delivery of lobsters Mm -hmm. and one of them was like strikingly more orange than a red lobster and it ain't called orange lobster y'all and the manager at the red lobster in hollywood florida uh noticed this and was like no this is significant we can't make this lobster we have to (laughs) set it to the side and found out that it's a one- in 30 million chance that a lobster turns out to be orange because most lobsters don't want to be um, a noticeable color that stands out to predators and so now this lobster has now been preserved in an aquarium and its name is cheddar
0: i'm such an idiot in my head when you were talking about predators i was like red doesn't stand out Uh, that's (laughs) after they're cooked
1: they are blue (laughs) They are brown, they're blue, they're all of the algae colors. They're the original (laughs) heat-changing t-shirts. Yeah, but this, yeah, cheddar has now been saved. and where is it? An aquarium? Oh, nice. Yeah, but it's just crazy to me that, you know, I've worked in, you know, equivalents of, like, olive gardens and stuff that to think that a red lobster manager saw this lobster and was like, We gotta call somebody about we this right now. We gotta call somebody. We can't well, cook this and give this to someone. Well, that happened to me at, when I worked at
0: the seafood restaurant because we had a tank with lobsters. I hated it, obviously, and like yeah. Dungeness crabs. And we had a lobster that was like insanely big. Yeah. And then, uh, there's like a news story i'll look it up i think i might have said it on here let's see large lobster and then i'm looking up my manager's name (laughs) keith keith oh keith keith who was in a band called shallows of the mundane do we need to bleep that out at all no whatever whatever. okay whatever keith Keith was fine um keith i would walk into the uh the basement or to the office of the managers and he had rigged a pool noodle as a bong
1: Again, should oh, we like, bleep out no. his name? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say his last
0: name. Fuck it. Oh, okay. The restaurant isn't in business anymore. But anyway, I'm pulling up an old CNN article. Yeah. It was George the Giant Lobster liberated from restaurant. Mm. He was like, This lobster is big. And he called in PETA yeah. and it weighed 20 pounds and it was 140 years old. Now, can you imagine being served a lobster and then someone saying, By the way, has the meat. It's 140 years old. I'd be like well, That's
1: how I feel about wine when people are oh, like, really? "How do you like this thing? It's 200 years old." No, it they would never like, be 200.
0: <laughs> Max 20.
1: Okay. Max well, 20.
0: But also That's airtight. That that little guy was out there uh, defending his life for 140 years and then he gets served up to some asshole What's the average age of a lobster serve? Oh, we we love this. (laughs) Yeah, like how, if you're eating a two-pound lobster, how many years does it take for that lobster to get to
1: that weight? Average age of a lobster uninterrupted by, you know, us cooking them. Um, European lobsters live 31 years old. Females... Females, li- male 31, females 54. Wait, but are we talking oh. about like the average age of a lobster that is on your plate? Or that's the average no, age of un- uninterrupted? Uninterrupted oh, by okay, us. Okay, okay, um, But it- amazing that the average age of females is 23 years older than the average age of males. Okay, what's the average age of, lobster, of eaten? lobster eaten? Of lobster eaten? Eaten. uh. uh mm. th- Seven years old. Wow. Yeah, a lobster is approximately seven years old before it is le Oh, wait, before it's legal to harvest. And we'll oh. weigh about one pound. A lobster has a greater life expectancy than most humans.
0: That's interesting. That like it has to that's the legal age.
1: Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> you know, that's why they call it legal seafoods, right? <laughs> Good callback. Wow, Zowie. out. Do you like lobster? Um I, I
0: think. it's one of the things you I, like butter. You like butter. I love butter.
1: That's the thing. Yeah. Is like I think I've been, um, you know, that that um, suburban. Uh, Hypnotize that obviously lobster is like oh, this is what like you aspire to mm-hmm. like oh my god I'm gonna work hard make a lot of money I'm gonna eat lobster and that's right. gonna be like what a successful life looks like and also when I worked what at <laughs>
0: successful <laughs> that's what looks TV like- taught me
1: and then I remember I worked at Olive Garden but there was a Red Lobster across the street in New Jersey and I just kept wanting to work at Red Lobster because I thought like that, that was, was leveling up for that you? was leveling up but they oh. already had a full staff so I worked. Worked at Olive Garden But the other part Was that everyone Wanted to work At Cheesecake Factory Because that was Leveling, leveling up
0: I mean Cheesecake Factory
1: Was like You're getting prom dates In there Oh, also okay. like, To this day I got back from My residential On Sunday night Exhausted And Elliot had ordered Me Cheesecake Factory And I just felt like Oh, well, that's okay cool. i That's a love home. language I know But that's like How resident That <laughs> restaurant Is to us To me As an adult Now So you can see That it, the seed was planted young but no i to be honest i I don't really enjoy lobster yeah i I think it's 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 how you dress it up yeah you know i don't uh. it's one of those things that you're eating it to get to the melted butter to get to the i love melted butter i love lemon Mm -hmm. and every
0: commercial of red lobster is just like (laughs) the juiciest lemon Uh, wedge like a piece of lobster being dipped in melted butter that's what i do with artichokes
1: Yeah. yeah 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 I mean, there, it's good the, with butter. Everything's better with butter. Um, I'm trying to look at this other story that I started reading earlier that I couldn't totally make sense of, but oh, great. It's, um, no, it's this man pushes a peanut up the Colorado mountain um, using an unconventional body part, and he is the first person to do this in the 21st century. Wait. Have you heard of this? Did AI write this? sounds uh, like it right sounds like I just pushes
0: a peanut up a mountain with an unconventional body part. yeah
1: so this has been i found this on multiple when i go to look for weird news yeah this has been cross-referenced on oh. many of the um, websites that I use it's for my... It's not just UPI no. and... <laughs> UPI, the fact <laughs> that... UPI U- is U- crazy. I, this was found first on Huffington Post, oh, nice, Weird News, nice, and nice. then cross-referenced through UPI because UPI provided the actual photo of what the fuck was happening here. Okay, give it to me, uh, girl. So, just to give you some context, there was a Colorado man who became the first person of the 21st century and first uh, fourth person overall... Four. To use a contraption attached to his nose to push a peanut up Pikes Peak Mountain. How tall um, is this mountain? So it took this man. Um, this, is for the, the, this is a tradition of the Manitou Springs, Salem. Uh, it's a 150-year celebration. So this wasn't out of nowhere that he's okay. doing this. This sounds like it would be. It's a 14,115-foot summit. It took this man seven days to push this peanut no. up Pike's Peak. No. Um. Remember
0: when we were obsessed with that show? That was all about, it was like all best of or whatever. That was like the
1: dog dancing and the mm-hmm. cheddar. This sounds like something like that. Yeah, this is like that. So he, in a segment on mountains peanut pushers, which is a thing. <laughs> the Travel Channel <laughs> highlighted this. The uh, Colorado Springs Mountain peanut pushers. Uh... Texas craftsman Bill Williams' journey, uh, this is what started it, uh, with a peanut to win. He won a 15, $50 bet in 1929. Oh, okay, inflation, this, inflation. Yeah, to push okay. this peanut up. <laughs> then this became this mythological thing. Uh, so this guy, who Bob Salem, he did the peanut push to celebrate the city of Manitou Springs' 150th birthday. Are
0: they? But here's the deal. Are peanuts even grown in Colorado? They're so calling in North
1: Carolina. Right. I have no idea what the actual context of the start of this was, other than, like, probably yeah. a, an absolutely intoxicated bed. Okay, wasted. Okay. Uh, th- there's no clarification on uh, that, whether that's yes or no. However, the photo of this man, he decided to use his nose like they did in the past. Um, like I said, it took him days. And this is a photo of the contraption. I'll put it on our Patreon, that it's like a ladle uh glued on his face this man did this for days for days for days to be the first person to do this in the 21st century three other people before him okay maybe i'll send this to nick and he can edit in the photo here so you guys can see what this man did for days he also says that he went through like seven peanuts because they rolled away at times So it wasn't one peanut. It was a few because some of them got away from him. You know, they're so... Yeah, he had a a CPAP sleep machine with duct tape (laughs) and a spoon on it. A CPAP. Uh, CPAP. Okay, my bad. Sorry, I didn't know this is so technical. Don't you offend our CPAP community. I'm so sorry. Um, CPAP. He, yeah, it's a 12.6 it's <laughs> mile route to the top of this mountain. That he did on his hands and knees. Hands and knees with a pack and, tr- and a ladle duct tr- tape to, trunk. <laughs> to the front of his nose. Just it, pushing he went, it up. He went through roughly two dozen peanuts along oh the way. Oh my God. The man did most of the push at night, he told this radio most station. Because it got too hot? Yeah. Uh, <gasps> he did most of the push at night. And this is not the first time someone has accomplished this feat. Obviously, uh, you know, three other people. Wow. First man in the 21st century. Fat picture. Okay. I, I mean, okay. this two, is two. sometimes you wonder what you'll go down in the history books well, looking like. Two things come to mind. Number one, the way he's pushing that peanut. Yeah. looks
0: like when I try to give beans a greenie. She,
1: yeah. throws, she yeah. throws it across the room with her nose. He is hands and feet. In the trenches. Also. He's got gloves on. He's got specific climbing gear on. Could
0: you imagine there is some poor elderly woman in Colorado when they're like, what? What's Bob up to? What's your son
1: Bob up to? Well, uh, he's breaking a record right now. Well, what is it? He's pushing a peanut. He's actually becoming up a the he's becoming the fourth person to do something really significant right now, and the first one in the 21st century. Oh, what's that? Some kind of cancer curing on some level? No, but also the he taped photo, a ladle to his face, his CPAP, uh, and the photo that like you see him in, like. I don't know how you keep track of a peanut in all this. No, because you gotta you gotta pick those looks, peanuts. He was probably pushing a pebble for a while, thinking yeah. it was his peanut, and he so was like, "I hope no one notices. I hope no. I gotta find a peanut he shaped did, rock." He had to do most of this at night because if you were walking on this hiking trail and you saw this man in the middle of the day doing this, there's no way. But
0: imagine <laughs> going camping. And looking over and seeing a if man hear what with a, CPAP like a machine with a, with a ladle taped you, to it, you, pushing you, a peanut. You'd hear <laughs> a crit, you'd hear what
1: sounds like a critter in the distance, yeah. and you put your headlamp on to be like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> <laughs> that and man's then pushing you, a peanut
0: up the hill. <laughs> Man, yeah.
1: I mean, some people do anything to take over for Mr. Peanut, you know? I mean, ever since that baby peanut commercial, people are trying to get peanuts in a better light with everyone. Peanuts? More like he-nuts. He nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you uh. read about it in, in uh, just the editorial, it sounds like that's interesting. And then when you see the photo when you google i Uh. think you found your halloween costume (laughs) it's kind of (laughs) niche
0: but i think you got it oh god this got weird